0: Hello and welcome to Sharp China. I'm Andrew Sharp, and you are listening to a free preview of today's episode. No WeChat post by the MSS uh, announcing the, the details of Chin? Not yet. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, we'll continue <laughs> least, to monitor least not, it. At
1: least not public ones. Right.
0: right. Um, to keep it moving, I, I want to mention a story that you've been covering on cynicism, but that we've not really discussed on the podcast yet. I'll read from the New York Times and a story this past weekend that was headlined, Blasting Bullhorns and Water Cannons, Chinese Ships Wall Off the Sea. The world's most brazen maritime militarization is gaining muscle in waters through which one-third of global ocean trade passes. Here, on underwater reefs that are known as the dangerous ground, the Chinese People's Liberation Army, or PLA, has fortified an archipelago of forward-operating bases that have branded these waters as China's, despite having no international legal grounding. China's Coast Guard, Navy, and a fleet of fishing trawlers, harnessed into a militia, are confronting other vessels, civilian and military alike. And then further down in the story, it, it quotes Clarita Carlos, who until January served as the National Security Advisor of the Philippines, she says, I told the Chinese, your leadership talks about shared prosperity, but what you are doing cannot make it more plain that you think we are just stupid people who can be fooled and bullied. The interconnected oceans should be our common heritage, and we should be working with marine scientists from every nation to fight the real enemy, climate change. Instead, she added, the Chinese are building military bases on artificial islands and bringing guns to the sea. And. Um, So Bill, the news there about the PLA's tactics is not necessarily new, but with the Philippines in particular, it seems like there have been mounting tensions for the past couple of months. So this week was the latest example where the Philippines released a video in which Filipino Coast Guard members who had posed as fishermen cut a floating thousand foot barrier that had been installed by PLA forces. Um... Can you explain for people like the broad strokes of what's happening here and, and what is in dispute?
1: Wow, well, it would take many podcasts. Um, but basically, uh, so there are a few different things going on. One, where the buoy was cut, um, that's around something called Scarborough Shoal or Huang Yen Dao, as the Chinese call it. And that was actually uh, the, the Chinese basically were in the process of taking it over during the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was during the period when they were reclaiming or effectively creating artificial islands on reefs or features all throughout the South China Sea, in both the Spratleys and the Paracel Islands. And so, the Scarborough um, Scarborough Shoal. And I'm going to read um, something here. Uh, the, the Scarborough Shoal was actually the trigger for the Philippines uh, bringing a case against China at the Permanent Court of Arbitration in the Hague. Um, which I believe they, they initiated the case in 2013 to contest China's claims around Scarborough Shoal and the South China Sea. And in 2016, the Permanent Court of Arbitration, basically, not basically, they released a ruling that was almost entirely in the Philippines' favor um, okay. that, that determined that the major elements of China's claim in the South China Sea, including the Nine-Dash Line, the land reclamation activities back then, and other activities in Philippine waters were unlawful. Um China of course has said this is null and void. We don't uh, we don't abide by this ruling they didn't participate. They don't have jurisdiction. It's our territory. Mm-hmm. Um and the hope was at the end of the Obama administration that basically the Chinese would sort of okay, they lost, we're not going to rub it in their face and then they're going to sort of change their behavior. They've only doubled down. So this Scarborough Shoal is at least according to international law that most countries recognize is Chinese territory, as Philippine territory, sorry, yep. but the Chinese have roped it off. And so this was one thing they cut. but they're still, the Filipinos are not allowed to access it. They're not allowed to go fishing there. The Chinese have not started reclamation there, I think, because the U.S. ultimately warned them about it. You know, But then there's also this, this was in the news, I think it was last month, it was back in the news, is there's at a different shoal called the Second Thomas Shoal or Re'ai Jiao in uh, Chinese. The Philippines basically they 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 scuttled an old ship on the shoal, and they have marines who stay there as a temporary. Like they rotated it out, and that's their claim to that shoal. And the Chinese, of course, say it's theirs. And the Chinese, um, through their coast guard and maritime militia with with all these fishing boats, um, they block access to the Philippines' uh, boats. To deliver anything but like food and water and replacement people like the philippines mm. want to go in and with construction materials and reinforce the ship or build something on or around the ship and the chinese won't let them uh and the ship is rotting away and at some point i mean the the, the the assumption now is that the um the ship at some point will just rot away and then the philippines won't be there and the chinese will come in and declare it's theirs right um and so actually last week uh, the Philippines released photos, videos of what they said was environmental destruction around two different, um, a different reef and a different shoal. What they say are in the Philippines' inclusive economic zone. They blame the Chinese for doing it. And then they said they are going to actually um, file another case before this permanent court of arbitration about maritime environmental destruction by the Chinese. Um, mm. And the, the, Chinese, the Chinese response at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, moaning the foreign affairs uh, spokesperson that day, or, or, or who was at the podium that day, her, her response to this threatened lawsuit or set of lawsuits was we advise relevant parties in Philippines, not to stage a political farce with made of information. If the Philippines really cares about the environment of the South China sea, it should remove its illegally grounded warship in the Renai second gosh. time Shoal, shoal, yeah. as soon as possible and stop releasing polluted water into the sea. So as to prevent irreversible damage to the marine environment caused by the rusting warship. Um, And so a couple things that are happening is is there is a relatively new president in the Philippines. The previous president, Duterte, was quite close to the Chinese, seemed to be very anti-American, was really sort of grin and bore it in terms of what the Chinese were doing. The new president, Marcos, um, at least since he's become president, the Philippines has gotten much more aggressive about exposing what's going on with Chinese activities around what they say are there, you know, around these these territories, which Mm -hmm. um, the Chinese see as theirs. The Philippines sees theirs. The Permanent Court of Arbitration sees theirs. So even calling them contested is a little bit unfair to the Philippines. Um, so, the, so the Philippines have had, they've multiple times invited reporters out on uh, boats, like around one of the resupply missions to this grounded warship. Uh, there was a great New York Times article earlier this week where they also had New York Times reporters on a um, ship where they were interdicted and harassed by Chinese uh, vessels earlier this week when they cut the line with the buoys. That they was filmed. Had, you know, they, that was filmed. They had, uh, drones up they' had drones like flying around the the Chinese coast guard so the Chinese coast guard ships are massive mm-hmm. right then they're the i mean they they're just the Chinese the equipment and the numbers overwhelm anybody who goes in there you know when and so you know and the, the challenge of course for um well, and just just to that point, I encourage everyone to go read
0: that Times article that I was yes, reading from and watch earlier. The,
1: and watch the videos. Yeah. Go to
0: it on a desktop or a laptop if you can. We'll put it in the show notes, of course. But the multimedia experience is pretty interesting. You can see how close and menacing these PLA vessels can seem. Um, and it's particularly precarious engaging in some of these tactics like in the pitch black middle of the yeah. night. I mean, I'm sure there's all sorts of night vision and everything else, but still you can see how this could go wrong pretty easily. And that's part of why I think this should be just bigger
1: international news as as all of it continues. No, no, and and one well, it is becoming that I think in part because of how the Philippines are have decided to really make it much more transparent and shine much more of a light on what the Chinese are doing. And mm-hmm. Um so I think you know a lot of these things aren't new but we're just hearing about them a lot more. Um also you know the, the US is obviously aware when in August I think it was August again an attempt to send some construction materials to this um Second Thomas Shoal which was blocked and then there was a resupply mission that was allowed to go through but during that period you know there was a US drone overhead watching what was going on you know there's a treaty w- between the US and the Philippines yeah this could go south really quickly if there's some sort of an attack on um, a- any of these Philippine vessels. It's it's a very 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 dangerous situation.
0: Yeah, and, and I'll read the State Department's statement from August in a minute here. Just quickly though, what exactly is a shoal? This is the stupidest possible question okay, to ask. So, like ten uh, minutes uh, into this, but all right,
1: uh, we're gonna have to. Pose, I'm I am. There's actually a very specific definition in like maritime law, and I'm not gonna screw it up. Okay. Um, Good. On this podcast, because there's like a, there's like a below the, like a, like a, a underwater feature. I mean, there's a whole set of things and I should, I should note off the top of my head. I don't, we can put some stuff in the podcast Good. to make clear, like what counts is territory, what doesn't, what, you know, if something is above at low tide is above, then it has a different status. And if it never, it's like always stays underwater. Um, but from the Chinese perspective, they just build all these things. So they have all these massive islands with, you know, full on infrastructure. And uh, at least one has like a government on it and like the town hall. And, and you know, it's just like new territory. Right. No, absolutely. And, 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 these are, and a lot of these places, I'm sorry, they're not just contested by, you know, the Philippines. It's also Vietnam, Malaysia, Indonesia, Brunei. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's multiple countries have and Taiwan, too, of course, have overlapping claims. Right. Territorial And the, the Chinese, of course, say it's all theirs, basically.
0: Yeah, and I remember when all of this began uh, during the Obama administration, and it, it certainly is not trending in an encouraging direction, but people can read about the shoals
1: in the show notes. Um, I just had to ask that no, stupid and, question and, and, on behalf and just of the to audience. That point, I mean, since the end of the Obama administration, it really has, um, you know, the Chinese have just increased their apps, you know, the number of ships, the size of ships, the num- you know, just they have overwhelming capacity to enforce their claims mm-hmm. compared to any of the other claimants in the um in the area
0: well and then there's one other power in the area and so in august the state department spokesman said the united states stands with our philippine allies in the face of dangerous actions by the coast guard and maritime militia of the people's republic of china to obstruct an august 5th philippine resupply mission to 2nd Thomas Shoal in the South China Sea. The United States reaffirms an armed attack on Philippine public vessels, aircraft, and armed forces, including those of its Coast Guard in the South China Sea, would invoke U.S. mutual defense commitments under Article 4 of the 1951 U.S.-Philippines Mutual Defense Treaty. All right, and that's the end of the free preview. If you'd like to subscribe and receive full episodes of this show, you can do that in two ways. First, you can go to sinicism.com and sign up for Bill's newsletter, which will also give you access to all of our Sharp China shows. Or if you want to receive all our Sharp China episodes along with daily analysis of the tech business from Ben Thompson, several other podcasts about technology and more shows that we'll be adding in the months to come, you can click the link in your show notes and subscribe to Stratechery Plus.